Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 74, hanging out in the Beeve in Knoxville this week. Man, we've had a really good last two weeks. Sarah got Sarah on the line here. She's back home. She's flying up to uh, meet up with us tomorrow in Minneapolis. You there, hon? I'm here, ready to be there. Got lots of results this week and lots of stuff that's happened, and I think we're going to have a pretty good episode this week. We have a lot going on. You said before the end of the last episode there would be lots to talk about, and I think you're right. Houston and then Jackson. Is that all we missed from the last episode? I can't remember. You say that's all, but it was five races. Houston and Jackson over the last right, well, I, week. Yeah, it's been a crazy last, uh, what, 10, 12 days. So I think we raced, what, 10 ra- or eight races in 10 days. Something like that. Yeah, pretty busy. Uh, got a weekend coming up at Cedar Lake. Uh, one of my favorite racetracks to go to. We could do there Friday and Saturday this week. And the 4th of July is on uh, Sunday, so. Looking forward to hanging out in Hudson Stillwater area there for the fourth and uh, having a relaxing day. Need one of those. Hadn't had one of those really yet. So looking forward to that. But not all the results that we really wanted to uh, have this week. You know, some highs and lows. And we'll talk about that when you get your, do your results. All in all, still a lot of learning curves and, and a uh, little ups and downs. That's right. We can start with Cusips if you'd like. You were there Monday and Tuesday. Monday, you were the last out in the first group with qualifying. Qualified 13th. You started 7th in Heat 1 and finished 5th, which put you in the A. Started 17th, finished 16th. Yeah, we went forward every time, which wasn't big. Car felt really good. Like I said, after we left Beaver Dam, felt like we had learned a lot of stuff, you know, and I don't know if we ever talked about it. I think we did, but... You know, on the last night at Beaver Dam, the Jacob ladder fell off. So all my fault. Had some bad nuts and didn't catch them. But anyway, Houston's we, you know, the draw really hurt us a little bit there. We qualified 13th, but we were the very very first or very last car of the first group. So I don't know that the racetrack slowed down a lot, but it always slows down just a little bit uh, most of the time. But finished 13th and then uh, started in the heat. Really had a... Very, I think my car was really good in the heat. I was able to move around and get to seventh, and I mean, I mean the fifth, and that put us in the show. But ten in a feature, I just think that you know, you it's, it's kind of a product of our racing. So I know some guys pass, but it's not a lot normally. Started seventeenth, run sixteenth, was a building not not one of my better tracks at Houston, and felt like we definitely learned a lot and and, and gained a lot there. Right. So then that put us on to Tuesday. Tuesday, you qualified in the first group, qualified 11th, started 6th in the first heat, and finished 6th. That puts you starting 1st in the B feature, finished 2nd, starting 22nd in the A, finished 20th, but it was a DNF. You pulled off on lap 13. You know, same same thing. I think we were like three cars from the end qualifying in the first group and was 11th, so felt like a little bit better about that, and then... And then started sixth in the heat race and just didn't get there. We wasn't that good in the heat. The race, the racetrack was much heavier on Tuesday than it was on Monday and just couldn't get there. And then in the B main, uh, start on the pole and, 
and got the jump there and led about half of that. And then I they had a caution on a restart, the routine car. I can't even think who drives it right now. Corey Eliason slid me and kind of got me a little bit screwed up there and got by me. And, and uh, we we're going to run second and just kind of fell in there. And then he messed up really bad, jumped the curb and felt like we had a shot at him there with a couple laps to go. But ended up running second in the B and felt pretty good about that. Uh, our car was a little bit down left and not driving hard off the off the corner so we we made some changes there in the feature and then in the feature the racetrack i mean it was a 50 lap race and they had a stop and everything and uh 13 laps in i'm starting you know starting that far in the back we got lapped and i just decided that better judgment to pull in save our equipment to to race another day because once you're lapped you're kind of screwed so but all in all, Houston, I felt really good about Houston. Not one of my better tracks. I felt like we were actually up to speed and, and could compete there. So Overall, that those two days were pretty good, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, from where we've been, you know, how we do the great things there, I would say that would be a C plus. You know, not quite where we want to be, but we're definitely gaining. Okay. Well, then that rolls us into Jackson. Before we do that, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and get the Jackson results. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. Okay, so... Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, you were at Jackson. Saturday got rained out. Thursday, you qualified in flight two, qualified 26, started second in heat two. You won that heat, and then you started 12th in the A feature and had a DNF finish 24th. I will say there was a weird points thing going on for this special show, so that was it was just interesting. It was hard to keep up with. Well, they inverted the top 30. There was no groups of qualifying, so it was just all straight through, heads up. Like what we used to do years ago, which I think I was 26 quick, which put me on the front row of – oh, was it second heat? Okay, put me on the front mm-hmm. row of second heat, front row outside. And then, uh, you know, me and Craig, Craig was on the pole, and I got a pretty good start and and uh, got the lead there pretty early and just kind of ran my own race out in clean air. My car's really good out in clean air by itself. I was a little snug, but but I could still maintain, and then and that's something that uh, we've really been struggling with is first of all starting up front, and then second of all uh, our car's snug. I mean, really tight, and I've complained about that a little bit. And Jackson's a racetrack that really, if your car's too tight at all, it really compounds it by ten. And but uh, anyway, maintained there pretty good. Got got the heat race win, first one of the year. And, Felt pretty good about that because at one point McFadden was catching us, but then when I kind of slowed my entry down and started doing my job a little bit better, I uh, actually drove back away at the end. We know we got a fast race car. We just got to get it all dialed in. Started, what, 11th in the feature, you said? 12th. 12th in the feature, and then just got a crappy start. Like I say, fell back, I don't know, five or six spots right away, and just decided the same thing. Uh, struggling when I put the fuel load in, but... Jackson's a different animal. If you're tight there to begin with, and we just could not get freed up. And, you're, and when we talk about the other results, we'll 
we'll talk about some stuff we did, but we made so many changes at Jackson and I've won races at Jackson at the new track and just could not get uh get my car rotating the corner very well. Okay, so that puts us into Friday. So Thursday and Friday stood as separate shows, but those points added up into the big feature that was on Sunday. Separate show Friday, qualified in the fourth flight, qualified 19th, started third in the fourth heat, finished seventh. That had you starting 10th in the B, finished eighth, done for the night. Right. We tried we tried some stuff with the car and uh, actually made the qualifying better. I mean, we were uh, six or seven cars better this time, and we went out really late Thursday, and it felt really good. I mean, like I, when we went, I don't think uh, maybe one or two cars beat us that went any later. So felt like we were really good in qualifying and starting fourth in the heat. Thought, man, we really had a shot of putting it right in the show. And same thing. We compounded our, our being tight problem by about 10 from where we were the night before. But we're in dirty air, so it makes a big, big difference on being too tight. And just dunk up the place, to be honest, and run, fell back to what seventh it was, and then, uh, had to run the B main, started deep in the B and, you know, passed a couple cars there, but just no good and just decided to pull in and, or no, I ran the whole B, sorry, ran the whole B main on Friday night and, uh, what are we running? Seventh or eighth? Eighth. Yeah, run eighth. Just was trying to learn the car a little bit because we made so many changes and what I thought we need to make it better, but just horrible. And then come back on Sunday and started deep in the heat race. I believe we started seventh in the heat race. Heck, I think we ran eighth. I got a horrible start, just too tight behind all those guys, not rotating the corner. And I'm telling you guys, we have been one extreme to the other and just not any good. So did that, uh, just ran the B or ran the heat, run dead last, and then got in the B main and made a couple good laps there, but just was just horrible. So we just decided to call it a weekend, park that thing, didn't even finish the B main on Sunday. And Got out of there. Actually, me and Paige was on the road in the motorhome before the feature ever started because I was a little bit frustrated. And that's what we've been doing this week is uh, we're building a brand new car for Cedar Lake because Cedar Lake is one of my favorite racetracks, and and I enjoy going there and have won quite a few races there and and been pretty successful there in the past. And so we came back and and built us a brand new race car from top to bottom in the last couple of days, and we're gonna go there with a different whole different mindset and hopefully uh we'll be better this week so all i can say just got to keep working at it but you know it goes from high highs to winning heat races and this that and the other and then can't even pass the car this weekend was a roller coaster this week was a roller coaster for sure and looking for a little bit of a break this week a couple of days off here get a little get a little relax going on and and get ready for cedar lake it's like you took the thought directly from my brain because as you were discussing those results, I was going to say the past five races, it was like an absolute roller coaster. It's like we went to the top and then just right to the bottom. And I, I like that you have the mindset that we just start over, it's going to be fine. Start over and well, do something new. Well, the rain outs and all that stuff. And, you know, it just gets you a little bit off your rhythm and we made some changes and our guys were bickering a little bit because they're stuck together and it's a long race. That's a long season. Got to keep working those guys over trying to keep their, their mentality better. And their, man, their mentality is really good when we're doing better, but when we stunk as bad as we did the other night, I get it. Everybody's upset and got to work on the morale part of it with the team a little bit, but we're, hey, I'm not giving up. 
felt like giving up over the weekend because we're so bad on Sunday. Not giving up just yet. Got to keep on plugging away. And so that car, that car we just took apart and retired had, I think we discussed today, it had 52 races on it. So time to, uh, to move on with that thing and see what we can do with a brand new one. Maybe it, maybe the other one's just wore out, you know. So what do you do with an old car when you put it out in pasture? What's, what's the life of that thing? Where is it going now? Well, it's going back in the top of the trailer because we're in Knoxville here. Uh, it will go back in the top of the trailer, and it will just be the the backup to the backup, I guess you could say, in case we run a string of bad luck and crash a couple cars pretty quickly. But we still have cars at home, so uh, brand-new cars at home. So if it gets down to the nitty-gritty, too, man, we, we'd have to go back home and get that one. Basically, we got with us now, we got a car that's got 52 races on it, a brand-new car, and then we got a car that's got two nights on it at Knoxville's. We didn't want to do anything with that because that's our Knoxville car. Hopefully, we can save it till then. That's why we went ahead and just built a brand new car for these races coming up because we're getting busy. You know, we're we're racing at Cedar Lake this weekend. Then we got a few days off, so we go to Wilmot on next Saturday, and then after Saturday we go Tuesday at the Brad Doty, and then uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at all the all at Eldora, and then we head back to the east to Lernerville, Williams Grove. Those not all sure where all we go. Getting ramped up again, getting busy. Definitely busy time of year. I sat down earlier and got the travel plans for the next four weeks put together. Not that my travel plans have been working out very well, but I've got a plan to see you, so that's what matters. <laughs> your plans, your travel plans were horrible, guys. So let me tell you what she did this I week. I have drove. I was adding it up, and I have drove over 80 hours in the past, I don't know, months. Like since the beginning of June. So you I, did your, I thought I you, thought you said you added it up. Miles. I, I, need, I got, I need to get paid by the mile. That's all I know. <laughs> well, guys, she drove to Jackson, Minnesota from home, which is about, uh, what is it, 11 hours? Yep. She planned to drive to, to uh, Jackson for the weekend, and then it got rained out. So she had a flight leaving Des Moines at 7 o'clock on Sunday evening, so she couldn't stay around for the races. So she drove back to Des Moines and was going to catch a flight out, leave her car in Des Moines, and I was going to pick her car back up. But uh, anyway, long story short, she got to Des Moines, and they canceled her flight. So she ended up driving four hours to Des Moines, which was going the wrong direction, basically, to go back <laughs> home. And then she drove from Des Moines, which is about another eight and a half hours home. So she had a long Sunday. I drove from Minnesota to Des Moines to Oklahoma, so it was brutal. She got on like right. 3 o'clock in the morning. 3 a.m., up and headed to work, 7.30, ready to go. So if we're, I went to bed about so, 12 last night. <laughs> so if we, uh, we sound a little tired, it's because it's she's been going, going, going. And and uh, the last couple of days since Jackson, I've been super busy building building the car and burning the midnight oil. She's going to be, well, it's kind of the same deal. You just didn't plan on driving home. Now she flies into Minneapolis this week and flies out of Minneapolis, so. As long as American sport. Airlines doesn't let me down again. Well, American Airlines is just uh, crap right now, I can tell you that. Well, I'm giving them another chance tomorrow, so I sure hope it works out. I'm planning to see you tomorrow evening at some point. She got home. Her air conditioner was broke. Man, she, she Sarah's had a, You're a big, a big mess. However, I got to leave the dog with you, so I feel like I won this battle. Oh, yeah, the dog's a pain in the ass. <laughs> he really is. He's he winds at four o'clock in the morning, wants to go out to the bathroom. 
never happy. Oh my God, he's missing his mama because he's a pain in the butt. He's about to get a first class ticket to his grandma's house. Maybe he jumps out at a rest stop and we miss him. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, quick break, and we'll be right back to these questions. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, guys, we're back. Questions of the week. My favorite time. Woohoo. Your favorite time. Okay. This week we got an email from Kevin. He said, Do you feel like being less hands on with the team is helping or hurting your racing? Well, Kevin, good question. I don't really, I can't put my finger on that for sure, but I'm still pretty hands on. Like I said uh, earlier, at the shop building cars and all of that. I would say, it's better for my my mental health. Being with the team all the time is way better. As far as calls and setups and stuff, you know, I'm still pretty much in charge. Uh, I mean, we bounce ideas off each other through the team or whatever. I tried to give them the reins this weekend because I know they were upset with me at uh, Jackson for making so many changes and and uh, trying so many different things because we're so bad. So I know they were frustrated with me. So I I asked them if they wanted to be in charge. You know, let them just do the whole thing this week at Cedar Lake, and nobody wanted to be in charge to take that role. So, um, I, like I say, Kevin, I'm still, you know, very involved with the car, what we do to the car, and all that. So, I wouldn't say that it, that it's hurt. I mean, it's helped actually a little bit just to get away from the team and not going to the car washes and have to worry about getting the truck up and down the road. And I got to worry about the darn beaver. It's definitely tough to drive and do the car and and uh, make all the calls and everything. It's definitely tough. So. It's relieved some of the pressure from me because those guys are definitely good about making sure the car's maintenance and getting up down the road. To answer your question, I'm still pretty pretty involved. Yeah, and I think from my point of view, the bigger hurdle right now still being that it's such a young team, this group, the four of you, it's the first time the four of you have worked together. And that's just a really big learning curve to get everybody on the same page working together. And you guys have made a lot of progress, but that is probably more of an adjustment than the adjustment from you being there all the time to not being there. Well, and, and you know, let me fill these, let me fill the listeners in on these guys. These guys are, are weekend warriors, are local racers that uh, have never been out at this caliber of, of, uh, you know, competition or, or, you know, what the, They've just never been out on the Outlaw Tour. You know, they've never raced this many times. I mean, we've raced more times this year than these guys do in the whole year normally. You know what I mean? Already right now. So it's a learning curve from them. You know, they they get tired, beat up going down the road because they, you know, we've already run 35 or 6 races. And, you know, that's that's as much as some people get in two seasons. It, it's, it's just a really young team, like you said, and those those guys. I've never, you know, they're, I've kind of thrown them at the, in the into the wolf den, to be honest with you. And they're having to learn and figure it out themselves also. So, you know, I know we get to button heads quite a bit and this, that, and the other. But uh, all in all, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like that they're definitely getting better at their jobs because it's just repetition. But 
but all in all, they're you know our our results are better. I mean, we're putting her in the sh- we're putting her in the show more often this year than we did last year, so that's already a win. Now we just got to get some consistency because I think that's the part that we still lack. Definitely, and this weekend was a good example of that. Okay, Kevin, thanks for that email. Good question. I have a question of the week, and it is. Your thoughts about a weird or different points format like this past weekend at Jackson. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Are you indifferent? Well, you know, as bad as we qualify, I kind of like the invert because it put us on the front row one night. It's hard for me to figure out how you can actually run a point series and have different formats. It's uh, like we go to the Knoxville Nationals. I don't believe that's a point race. I don't know how you can get a have a point race with not your without your format. It kind of kind of screws up the. I, I would say it screws up the. I mean, it it shouldn't be a point race in my opinion. Paid a lot of money, and Todd Quarren's doing a lot of good things with those racetracks. Beautiful facilities, and we get to go there. I mean, he has us there, and he's paying. More money, you know, this race paid more money than any race so far this year. So, uh, doing good things with that, but, and it's his format. He wanted to do that format with, the, but with the outlaws, I would say, in my opinion, points race is kind of weird. I know some of the guys up front doesn't affect us because we're not, you know, we're not too far up in the points there. So we're 12th, but those guys are racing for a championship or I would say, uh, you know, it could really hurt their season if with a crazy format like that. I don't think it did, but it could have. I think if you're going to have a full-blown points race, it needs to be our format that we run under every race. Okay. I want to question you on that a little bit, though. If if everybody has to run the weird points format, it's the same difference, right? Well, I mean, no, not really, because it's a three-day total, and then they line up those features. So, say, for instance, you have a really bad night, like shots. Turns like I mean he he rebounded so it didn't hurt him but you could have a really bad night and it ends up killing two nights so that's not really fair I think you know you follow what I'm saying there I can see that I mean I I think both ways but I I, I somewhat see when your you, argument there. well when you double up points you know you're combining two days points for the third show or for the third day if you if you had a really catastrophic failure break an engine and didn't get back out or crash a car and didn't get back out well you lose all those points and then so then on sunday or saturday of course then you're uh you know you're, you're starting further deep because uh it's a double you know it's a double whammy so it could, it could really hurt you i mean it could be a you know instead of having a bad night you're having basically two bad nights and that's i just feel like that if you're going to run a world outlaw race and have a points race it should be that you run under the same format every every race. As far as you know, is that the only race that's like that, aside from Knoxville? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the only one, but I don't know. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd get your thoughts on that. I know it made it difficult for me to know what the heck was going on, but I I don't mind a change. I mean, it's good to see some different racing, but I guess that was just a one and done. We'll see how they do that in the future. Well, that's the way we used to do it. You know, we used to invert heat races, uh, not eight, but I believe it used to be invert six, take five. You know, so it was kind of like the old school races that we used to do. But, and I know why the outlaws run the format that they do. You know, they try to take care of their guys. Plus, these cars are so equal anymore. And early in the night, 
it's uh, normally hard, really hard to pass. You know, that's they're just trying to take care. If you qualify good, take care of you and take care of their guys, and that's why the format's the way it is. So do you agree with the format the way it is? If you had to choose between, like, something like this past weekend, what we one do you prefer? Well, I think they should have an invert of some sort because, you know, making – putting the fastest car on the pole of every heat race is – you know, it makes those heat races kind of stagnant, in my opinion. But if you made that guy that was quick time start fourth every night, then he would have to get up in the chair and try to get in the top two to get in that dash. And, I, I mean, I, I, you know, we could talk about formats and the way all that goes every time. But what it really boils down to is that these race cars are so equal anymore. You know, if you qualify good, that's they're they're just they're rewarding the guy that, that qualifies good. So that's uh, just the way it is. Just all about the qualifying. Okay, well, I didn't give you some weird-ass question this week. I got your real thoughts on something racing-related. You're welcome. Yeah, ask me the real tough questions when I'm half asleep. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Okay, well, you guys, if you haven't done so, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate when you do that. Don't forget, you can visit the merch shop, waynejohnson2c.com, and you can also stop by the Kinder Racing t-shirt trailer to see Paige or Michaela or myself to get your Wayne Johnson Racing merchandise. We have the new shirts out there, stickers, hats, so don't forget to stop by and say hi. You can always call or text the voicemail line. It's 405-362-0620. Give us some questions of the week or thoughts. Uh, we'd be happy to play you on the podcast. And don't forget, you could follow along our social media, Facebook and Instagram, Wayne Johnson Racing. You can always email us at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. You got anything else this week, hun? Mm, no, I don't think so. This went a lot quicker than I thought it was. And sorry, guys, that uh, we're both kind of pooped, and I-, I could even hear it in my voice. So. And I know she's tired, more tired than I am because she did all the driving this week. But back in Knoxville now and getting ready to head back out to uh, Cedar Lake. Hope to see everyone there. And if not, at least keep listening until next week. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks. <laughs>